is Joanna Tachelis, editor of Club and Resort Chef. In this episode of Club and Resort Talks, sponsored by Truly Good Foods, we're chatting with Orlin McClendon, director of culinary operations at Meisner Country Club in Delray Beach, Florida. Meisner just completed a $22 million renovation and expansion of the poolside complex, transforming it into a lifestyle center with plenty of new indoor and outdoor dining options. Chef McClendon was instrumental in the project, and he continues to lead and inspire the team. He has a magnetic personality, and his passion is palpable. He is focused on lifting up those around him and supporting them in every capacity. In fact, Chef's favorite response to any question asked by a member of his team is, the answer is yes. Now, what is the question? Thanks for joining us today, Chef. How are you? I'm excellent, as they say, as my father would say, uh, doing the best I can with what I got. (laughs) Aren't we all right now? I know. I know. (laughs) So tell us about how things are going at the club. So you're at at Meisner Country Club in Florida, Meisner Country Club in the beautiful South Florida, Delray Beach. We love it. How are things going there right now? You know, they're going, they're going, you know, we made a commitment uh, from day one and we said, you know, we weren't going to allow the pandemic to control us. We were going to, we were going to control the message. We were going to uh, do our best to get in front of it and, and just uh, literally go back to the drawing table, which I think most uh, operations were forced to do. Uh, reinventing ourselves, as we would say. So what kinds of things did you do? After the world completely shut down, we had some spaces and we were just kind of saying, hmm, you know, it's those moments where, you know, you see the cartoon and he just kind of puts his finger on his face and, you know, the, the bubbles start coming up and he's, like, he's thinking. And, and we all came together as a management team here at Meisner. And right away, we instantly converted our restaurant into a, a, a mini market, like a bodega in New York. Um, so that was one of the instant things that we did that really, um, I would say, completely saved us as a uh, country club, truly. Um, it was something that our membership um, was able to partake and feel safe. Because, you know, in a club atmosphere, I, I believe that every aspect of the club is just an extension of their home. So they didn't have to leave their home and could still feel safe and still uh, receive the quality fish vegetables, meat, and all of our prepared items that we put together. Was that sort of a grocery style program or is it a to-go program or some kind of hybrid? It was a hybrid. We called it Craft Mart. It was so funny. We're like the name Walmart, Craft Mart, do we really want to mix together? But you know what? Walmart's very successful. So why not take the name? Uh, So we went Craft Mart because the name of our restaurant is called Craft, uh, our newly renovated uh, project. Uh, it's less than a year old, so it was christened by COVID. Um, but we took the opportunity and we, again, we converted the restaurant into a uh, a store. We utilized personal shoppers. They had like a shopping grocery list with them. And I found that the members, they loved it. They literally loved getting out of their house and saying, I'm going shopping at Meisner. So it was fun. I assume banquets are gone. Did that banquets. roll into a la carte or banquet? You know, in the beginning, uh, banquets, yes, our banquets literally like up in smoke, poof, gone. And, and it was sad because we had so many things lined up. Craft Mart is considered not part of a la carte. It turned into another hybrid, another spinoff. That's where our to-go came from. So we had um, the Craft Mart was the original plan. And then, you know, as the pandemic started to grow and, of course, you know, as we learned more about it and staying home, then it, it turned into a spinoff of a to-go program. So now we stopped the members from coming in to do the personal shopping. So then we did the shopping and then that's where our to-go program literally came to life as well, which we, we had a to-go program in the beginning. 
Um, but this is where it really came to life. In the beginning of COVID or in, since the beginning of time you've had it, to go? In, in the beginning of COVID is really, I think, our, our take out program really came to life. Uh, again, because we were in our new facility where we were just kind of, you know, getting our feet wet into this new uh, operation, this new beautiful building we have. Walk us through what this new building is. What was the renovation that was done and oh, what, what food goodness. and beverage happened? Tell us. You know, <laughs> we went from, you know, the, we have a model here and I, I credit our marketing department. And the model is a new take on tradition. We didn't take away the traditional country club. We, we didn't take that away because we know why members join a country club. But what we did is we completely changed the colors, the design. It's modern. It's sleek. It's clean. Um, can I say sexy? Because it's sexy. We have a sexy country club, if I can say. Uh, Meisner, the colors, it's my favorite color. So I actually think they did it for me. Uh, it's blue and it's grays and there's like straight lines and it's, it's just, it's a country club that you've never yet seen. And the direction that we took is we really wanted to uh, appeal in that direction where lighter, simple, there's, there, you don't see the heavy woods. So you would think if you were go into our main clubhouse versus central, which is the name, um, you would think you were in two different planets. What about from a back of house standpoint? Did anything change oh. in the kitchens? I got a brand new state-of-the-art open kitchen that is phenomenal. So again, if you can tell just a little bit about my personality, it's kind of big. So, but it's even bigger now because the membership can come directly to my window and say, hey, chef, you know, and, and it's so fun. And we have a beautiful bar um, that completely, um, the, the windows, it, it, it's a bar that it's connected to the inside and outside. So the bartenders can completely open up the windows. Um, so it's, it's beautiful. It's full of windows and a lot of, lot of natural lighting. So, and that inspires me. Um, the carpet, it's, it's, you know, chef, you're talking about carpet. I love everything about my restaurant. The carpet was an originally a painting. So it was a painting that the designer, um, found and, and literally made it into a carpet. So it's, it's phenomenal. What about from an equipment standpoint, did you get any new toys? Rationale. Ooh. <laughs> rationale. Congratulations. Right now, rationale. <laughs> uh, I am putting you guys to say that phenomenal. Uh, just, you know what? We really went state of the art. Um, the, the general manager, um, Daniel, uh, our AGM and our general manager, Larry Savides, they, they got me the best of the best. You know, I told them when I arrived three years ago, you know, coming from a Rich Carlton background, you know, you just get used to having the best and they provided me with that. And, you know, you as a chef, you couldn't be more happier, especially when it comes to the equipment and the way the kitchen's designed. I have a double line, which, you know, most kitchens have a straight line, which is an American style kitchen. I have two lines that I'm able to uh, produce uh, food more quickly. And, and of course, uh, I have separate stations that it, it's just so roomy. Um, even now when I bring in different cooks and chefs uh, that I'm hiring, you know, the first thing that they say is the kitchen's amazing. Now you've had a bit of time to get your arms around COVID and come up with this, this craft mart strategy and kind of get your feet wet in this new facility. Next come the holidays, next come your, your busy season, right? So how are you, how are you, what are you staring down? What's, what's the future look like for you in the next few months? It's going to be as bright as you want it to be. 
it's it's all about reinventing ourselves. And, and I truly believe that's what, as I mentioned earlier, that's what chefs are doing. That's what we do on a daily basis. We, we, and we, we reinvent ourselves. So the holidays, we're looking at them. We're saying, you know, Christmas is going to be Christmas. Um, Halloween's going to be Halloween. We just have to do it a little bit different. Uh, of course, our, our main focus is, of course, our, our membership feeling safe, uh, abiding by all of the, the laws and regulations that are in place to CDC guidelines. So Halloween example, we're, we're doing trick-or-treating. We're going to do it different. We're going to do a, a field that our, our membership, of course, it's only members. So that's a, a plus. So we're not really mixing with all of the other uh, different uh, communities and things like that. So that's the number one thing that our, our membership is feeling really good about. And we're just really making individual stations. So we're creating an environment where the kids can go uh, from station to station with our staff. We're going to dress up and we're going to play parts and roles and we're going to decorate. And we're just going to give them that intimate, which is really what our club's all about because we're a small boutique club. So we were, very, we were able to make um, Halloween a very intimate setting for our kids. Uh, and again, they still can have a wonderful time and have lots of candy. What about budgets for next year? How, I mean, you've had a lot of really great ideas that you've been able to pull off and execute and continue that member experience. How does that look on a number standpoint? When you look at your budgets, are they looking good? Are they way down? Are you planning to bring them up somehow? What, what's happening with budgets? You know, I will, I will definitely say the budget season, the process, um, it, it's probably been one of the most difficult like anything else, it's, it's how you look at it. Um, I, the budget, it, it, it inspired us as a team. Uh, it, it, it allowed us to look at uh, efficiencies, deficiencies. It allowed us to, again, we, we come to the table more often than none to, to kind of figure out how we can continue, how we can continue to provide an excellent experience in a manner that's still performing because we still need to perform financially which is super, super important. So, you know, things that we've done is we, we've put ourselves and we've positioned ourselves to utilize our spaces differently. Um, we are putting ourselves in a position to where, you know, a lot of video, a lot of, uh, as you know, we're here doing Zoom. So, you know, we're looking at different aspects of how to still bring that experience. Um, we're, we're not taking away from quality. Um, you know, quality will always remain, um, our number one priority, but it, it, but it, 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 it did take some time for us to really look at, for instance, our buffets, you know, we, we had to look at that. So a lot of our buffets, uh, right now, and we really haven't gotten back into it yet, but our buffets are going to cost us a little bit more in labor because now we decided as a leadership team here at Meisner, um, in order to make sure that our membership felt safe and to guide by the guidelines, each of our buffet stations are manned by a chef or a, a server attendant, which means you can no longer go to the buffet and touch and feel. Um, so budget, budget season was difficult, but we made it through. Um, our CFO, Jen Chavez, you know, worked day and night and, you know, we made sure we fed her at night because she was here late. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we, we finally finalized everything. And, and we still are confident in the direction. Um, Meisner as a whole, we are finding that we're getting more leads when it comes to weddings, um, lots of wine dinners. Um, and, 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 and overall, our membership 
you know, when they would maybe go outside of the walls to do an event, they are bringing it here. And, and again, that's just a beautiful thing as well. So I, I think we have decided that we're, we're just going to continuously go in a direction where we want to make sure that our memberships are safe and they feel safe here. So overall, I, I think we just decided to lay it on the table and see where the numbers fall and they've, they've fallen in a good place. Where are you this year overall revenue compared to last year? Overall revenue to last year. You know, it's one of those million dollar questions. <laughs> Literally, probably. You know, <laughs> the new year starts in 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, those numbers right now, they, you know, there's no specific number that I would like to give, but I will say they're down, but we're committed to bring them up. And I, and I think that's what a management team does. You know, when you see uh, numbers are going to be down, you become proactive. And that's what we've done as a, a leadership team here at Miser. We've become proactive in everything that we do. One of the things that I follow you on social media and I see one of the things you're especially proactive about is employee morale and kind oh of keeping goodness. your team focused and keeping them inspired. Tell us a little bit about how you do that and kind of what your philosophy is there. You know, my philosophy, it's simple. You, the answer is yes. Now, what's the question? I've said that for many, many years. The answer is yes. Now, what's the question? And I utilize that same philosophy with our membership and with our staff. I want to make sure that the staff here, um, they know, number one, I, 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 I have this thing that I started when I arrived. And, it, and it's simple. It goes just like this. What's important to you is important to me. Just like that. I start off every uh, interview, every hire. I ask them to tell me what are the days or the dates that are, are important to you and your family or you and your wife or you as being a single person. And they'll tell me my kids' birthdays, uh, my mother's 50th anniversary is coming up. Um, this is a day that, you know, my father passed and we do, uh, we do a, a memorial every year. And I get those up front because I want that individual to know once they join this team that the things that are important to them are important to us as a management team. It starts at the top. Our, our, our general manager, you know, he's present. You know, we don't have a general manager that sits in the office and, and you know, calls us on the phone and says, hey, chef, or, you know, he, he's, he's present. He, he comes to our daily lineups. He has... Uh, speeches and motivational speeches and inspirations, our human resource department. We're constantly going over our mission statement, our core values, what we believe. Our, our assistant general manager, very, very much so present. Our CFO, you know, I, I've never worked in an operation where um, the CFO was so present. Our membership department. So we as an executive team here, we are very present. It's not that, you know, you ever been in an operation where it's like, who's that person over there? Um, so we're, we're very present and, and, and me personally, I just like to get to know, uh, the staff. I like to know them on a one-on-one basis and understand their needs, their wants, uh, their goals, their aspirations, and do whatever I can personally, as well as the other leaders here at Meisner to help them achieve their goals. Everyone is struggling with labor. Do you have those same challenges at Meisner? You know what? We don't. We really don't. And the reason why we don't is because as an executive team, a leadership team at Meisner, we decided that we were going to, we were going to be different because at the end of the day, what's going to make the difference between an employee that comes to Meisner versus going to another club. 
Um, sometimes it really boils down to a financial. But at the end of the day, I believe that it's much more than a financial decision. It's how a person feels. It's how you make them feel in the interview. It's when they arrive. You know, we're there to greet them. Um, we have a lot of things that we do internally. During COVID, our membership and executive team got together and we put together what we called a Meisner Relief Fund. And that was a fund that our membership said that we care about our employees so much that we want to know where they're struggling because it's easy to see that, you know, uh, Orlin, I'll use myself as an example, that I made it to work. But guess what? Orlin's wife may have gotten laid off. So their income was cut by half or another source of income maybe was depleted or they had to go. So our membership, and I was so blown away by this, our membership got together with our leadership team and said, we want to make sure our employees are okay. And I believe if the number is correct, I think within the first week of it being put together, our membership at Meisner raised over $70,000. And it was put into a fund that said, what can we do for you? For more podcasts, check out our site, clubandresortshop.com.